you may hear a bit of noise in the background from a loudspeaker of the watt or oh. temperature less than 500 meters from here. Yeah, I hear it, but it's no problem. So I had holidays for the last days, like Thursday and Friday, and I had a lot of free time. And I kind of didn't know what to do with it. Um, and it's with all the other activities as well. For example, when I get home from work, I, I prepare some food and then I could eat mindful or whatever, like just be in the moment and eat. But I could just watch YouTube doing it. And then I decide to watch YouTube. And like with the three days, I decided to do something useful with my time to learn something new or something like that. But then in my mind was, yeah, but you could be meditating, you could be mindful, like remember and, and improve sati, or you could read something about Dhamma. And in the end, I didn't do anything. I didn't learn anything new. I didn't meditate. I just watched Twitch and YouTube all day long. <laughs> and, and this is every day because, yeah, my mind is like, you could practice, but then I don't want to practice. And then I do other things that I don't want to do. All right. Well, let's look at what do you mean by the word practice. Literally, practice what? Uh, remembering. Remembering what? To take a deep breath. And? Be happy, be joyful. Okay. Now we're getting in there. And you're saying, oh, well, why practice? Why feel good? I don't get that. I think when you're talking about practicing, it was because look how many ands we had to go through to get down to. <laughs> All right. So. In. Generally, when students get to practicing wrong, it's hard to move out of that. And I'll give you an example of it. There was a particular waltz that I had to play uh, to get into the, how to say it, to get away with not having to do two years of piano. Okay. Because I could, I could uh, not just ace the exam, but in fact, the level of piano that I already was was probably higher than what they would give the uh, typical uh, brass or wind instrument student, a piano who'd never been to piano, but I'd had already seven years. But for some reason, the guy who was the judge um, didn't like the way that I played it. Okay. And it was true that I was playing it wrong. And what I had to do, uh, that was like in, in May. And I had to get that piece learned correctly by September. And that I, uh, I needed a new teacher. I recognized I needed a different teacher. And so I found the one 
I won't go into it other than that I knew about him and he had just gotten his PhD at a university that was about 30 miles away. And it was he who then actually trained me to untrain the way that I was playing that piece by doing as many alternate fingering techniques as we could so that when I got to that passage, I wouldn't use the wrong fingering and wind up messing it up. Okay. Okay. And so uh, the, the different tempos, the different ways of doing it, there was a lot of different exercises to untrain the fingers all together so then that they could be trained to, to play the passage very slowly, correctly, over and over and over again until it could get, come up to speed correctly. Okay. And that was quite a lesson for me. That was my summer <laughs> between high school and going to university. <laughs> uh, was unlearning that one particular passage and relearning it correctly. And I see that that's exactly what meditation is all about. Is to unlearn all of the stuff that we've been doing wrong our whole lives that we're not playing a, um, a life of, uh, let us say, skillful music, but a lot of disharmony instead. Hmm. In a way, it's like bad, mem bad mental uh, fingering. <laughs> okay, so from, from that perspective, we can see that once we go down the path of thinking that practices work, mm -hmm. then we don't hear the music we're making. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. That's exactly what, in other words, you're not getting the enjoyment out of it that's built into the Anapanasati practice. And here you're saying, and so... Actually, the right question and the first question I should have asked you on this conversation <laughs> is, did you enjoy your two days of YouTube? Uh, uh, or while you were working with YouTube, you were saying, yeah, but I ought to be doing this and I ought to be doing that. Yeah, and exactly. That's the problem. I ought to be doing meditation. <laughs> Bingo, got you. All right. <laughs> So it didn't matter what you were doing, you wound up not getting the best out of it, not enjoying it. Yes. That you could, in fact, enjoy the heck out of uh, YouTube. You so could just... see some new technology and marvel at that technology. I still have a science bend, and I like math. <laughs> and so I, I spent some time picking through some of these uh, scientific things on YouTube. It's great delight. Keeps the mind functioning. So it's not inherently a waste of time to do stuff like that. Not inherently a waste of time if you're enjoying it. What we're wasting our time is, is watching that stuff and thinking that we're doing something wrong. <laughs> I ought to be something doing better. <laughs> Okay. So wisdom is, is to avoid the dukkha. 
and look at it, and and so you wound up in a situation to where every choice you'd make is going to wind up being <laughs> um, the the grass is greener than on the other side of the pasture. Hmm. Okay. One of the um the one of the pieces of art line 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 drawing that I saw Xeroxed off when I was in Washington D.C. was a picture of uh, fence, barbed wire fence, the old west. Uh, at a cross point so that there were four pastures that could be seen on screen okay and there was a cow in each pasture and each one of the cows was eating the grass on the closest nearest pasture uh, putting his head under the fence okay okay yeah so that every one of them was eating the other cows uh, grass because theirs wasn't good enough. And okay. so that's another aspect. And so in that regard, it's not that the grass is always greener in the sense of his job is better than mine. I wish I had his job. He looks happier in his job than I am in mine, you know, that kind of thing. It is to look at it as moment by moment or how we aren't going to structure our own time. Because here you are doing one thing thinking that something else would be better to do. And you've yeah. done that your whole life. Yes. You've been doing that for years. That's your habit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Congratulations. Now you can see that. I pointed out to you and say, da-da, <laughs> look at what I'm doing. <laughs> and I could have been enjoying myself on YouTube instead. Okay, so 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 that the whole takes a kind of mindfulness because you're so prone to it. Doesn't matter what you're doing; it's not good enough. Something yes. else would be better, and then you yes. go do that, and then you'll reverse that thinking back to oh, it's that that I should be doing. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's a common habit. I yeah, yeah. So the, the whole the whole joke is to to just see the duka and enjoy it, whatever I'm wasting my time with. <laughs> that takes, wow, that's the waking up is to wake up to actually see the duka, to recognize that actually what you're doing is not the issue; it's how you feel. Mm-hmm. That we can we can actually do that as kind of a um, up down back and forth or a box an X like this four quadrants right and that on um, on the left side or the right side would be the yes or no of am I going to do it or not mm -hmm. okay I'm going to watch YouTube I'm going to meditate. I'm going to for a walk in nature, whatever it is, back and forth. Okay. And then the other bar, like this, is how you feel about it. To like it or to not like it. Mm -hmm. You can either spend your time not liking it, and it doesn't matter which one you're going for. Do I do it or not do it? It doesn't matter. I want to feel bad. 
versus making the switch is, is that, oh, I'm going to switch up here to feel good. And then it doesn't matter which one I'm doing because I can feel good doing both of them, knowing that they're both harmless. Okay. Free from suffering. And I enjoy. Otherwise, how are you going to live your life? You're either getting your life is, oh, I'm either going to be a suffering, miserable turd, and I'm going to, or I'm going to be sitting on the floor in meditation. Those are my only two choices. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't see yourself, the dancing Buddha that's out in the yard with his hands in the air saying, yippee! <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and you can have that joy and that freedom while you're watching YouTube. You can have that freedom and joy while you're sitting on the floor. Maybe even more than while you're watching YouTube, but you're enjoying the heck out of both of them. Because that's what you're doing. Naturally. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, because watching YouTube is not against some stupid rule because we remember we make up our own rules and right now the only rule we make up is Dukkha or Dukkha Naroda. Am I going to sit here and feel bad or am I going to sit here and feel good about what I'm doing? So it's just super ego stuff again that I'm telling myself. YouTube is a waste of time, so you should learn something. Useful being, for the future. Right. Well, being unhappy and telling yourself it's a waste of time, that's the waste of time. The YouTube, who knows? That's still up to you. But telling yourself it's a waste of time, that's the waste of time. Feeling bad is a waste of time. <laughs> feeling bad is a waste of time. Let's let's have some some joy. Let's have some uh, can do. I can do YouTube. Ta da! <laughs> and I can do it and enjoy it. Okay, okay. And then remember every time while I'm doing it that it's coming back like so. Exactly. Stuff. So be on guard for that part of you that is dissatisfied and will go that yeah, yeah, yeah. you should be. And you watch for that. Mm -hmm. That but this is what Eric Byrne calls the parent ego state. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. you ought to go do something. This is not good enough. You ought to do something better than this. Those kind of thoughts are an old tape that you playing back that you heard from somewhere else. Maybe it's amalgamation, but it has to do generally with um, either an unrecognizable uh, uh, parent who would stand in for all of the people who have been parenting you. Or from time to time, you can actually see and hear someone individual voice that comes up. Mm -hmm. Or if you listen to it, you and instead of being cringing like that when it says, "Ah, you're not you're not supposed to be watching YouTube," or "This is a waste of time," you heard that someplace. You recorded it, and now you're playing it back. Yeah. Okay. The psychologists know about it. Byrne knows about it. Uh, Sigmund Freud calls this a super ego. 
Buddha called it a, an inbred instinct or um, uh, uh, an underlying tendency, actually, is the word that is normally translated. Underlying tendency. And that's exactly what it is, because it's down to our level of instinct. So when people do that, we record it. And so the Buddha called the word in Pali is a sila bhata paramasa. In other words, we now have an internal set of rules that we cling to in order to get along with the world that we grew up bringing in. So when you sell yourself, you ought to, or this is not good enough, or anything like that, be on guard for that. Then you can say, aha, I see you. (laughs) I see you, Mara. I see you thought that that tells me I should not be doing what I'm doing. But it's hard. Yeah, yeah. it's... it's (laughs) That is not said. It's hard to let go because in the past I was kind of proud of exactly this, like character traits, to be really disciplined and be able to tell myself, "You study ten hours now, no matter what." And to let go of that. Hmm. Okay, sounds like you're telling me, and I can use the uh, language that's slightly different, that you're uptight, and you're yes. and you're slow to give give up your being uptight. While everything that I'm teaching you is about loosen up, let go. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's possible from moment to moment, like singing a song, <laughs> dancing in the shower. It's okay, <laughs> so that um, this is actually what you can say then is, is that somehow or another you were artificially trained in two ways. One, you were trained to be uptight. And the second training was, is that you were trained that that was the right way to do it. And that you will get rewarded somehow by being uptight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did that promise ever come true? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> yes, pretty sure. <laughs> okay. So, when you're uptight, you don't laugh and, and uh, let go the way that you did just a second ago, huh? You can really see, huh? This is what we call insight. I just watched you do it. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I don't get anything out of it. <laughs> All right, so, so much for being uptight and so, so much for being perfect at it because you don't get any reward for doing it that way. And what is the reward we're talking about anyway is to enjoy your life. How uptight do you have to get before you can let go and be free? Really But you see, that's so common in the West. That is, so, I see that with many students. I was like that myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. That there's somehow the promise of some reward by doing it right. And so we work really hard at getting it right. 
and all we wind up with is working really hard, and that's it. We're not getting the reward that we were looking for. We needed to make a change, and that change is the whole point of Anapanasati is right now. Get the value of all the work that you have already put in that you didn't get the value from before. Go ahead and literally, let's say we're going to walk out of the casino and cash in our chips and take what funds we've got left home. Yeah, the thing is that, that this uptightness can easily carry over into meditation, into I want this, I, 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 like some strange concept that I don't even know, have a clue, but I want to be awakened. So I don't even know I what that is. I would agree with everything except your word easy in the sense that there's some sort of choice or a possibility of otherwise. <laughs> there's no, no. If you, if you start meditation, that's the way that the one who is already uptight, he's going to approach meditation uptight, period. Yes. Of course. And, and if he keeps reading books, he can get more uptight because the books are not going to tell him <laughs> that, hey, man, <laughs> I see you reading me and I know you're uptight. <laughs> that, in fact, in TA, they had another word for it. They called, in, in fact, there's, it's got several aspects that you can break down. One of them is be strong or be perfect. It can also manifest itself in hurry up. Okay. Not necessarily get or done, just get going. In what sense? I'm kind of lost. In the sense of you've got a job to do, get going. Ah, okay. Hurry up. Mm. Yeah. So that, that hurry up, that be perfect, get it done right, be strong. All of these are motivations for, for men. Most Mostly everybody has it. But yeah, there's and it also gives kind of a little boost of sometimes, I don't know how to say, a little bit of happiness or something like that. For example, when I'm at work and I'm coding and I fix a bug, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then I want to fix another one and fix another one. And yeah, okay. Take your joy wherever it may be found. That's actually a quote of the Buddha. Okay. Take your joy wherever it may be found. Now, on the other side of the coin, I bet there are bug fixers who become frustrated between so that when they find a bug, they want so much to find another and they don't find it right away. And so they become frustrated and angry. Now, the curve is like this. I can't do it. I can't do it. I get really stressed, really stressed. Then I find the solution on Stack Overflow and I'm hyped. <laughs> All right. Well, I invite you to say, yippee ki kaye I found the first one. I'll find that next one. Never mind. Let's just enjoy the search. Yeah, that's... Let's put our decoder to work. Let's uh, get those variables down. Let's strut through that algorithm to make sure that I understand that what I'm thinking that it should do is exactly what this code is doing. And you can do that. 
You just found a bug. You know that you can find the next one. Been yeah, but because it kind of <laughs> con con contradicted what you said, like in the first session or something like that, <laughs> that we are problem solvers. And I exactly like I noticed that I want to solve problems at work. Well, in in that sense, where it's not a problem to be solved, because if it's a problem, then while we're not solving it, we feel bad. It's much more of like a, an egg hunt, an Easter egg hunt. Yippee, I found another one. <laughs> Let's keep looking. Okay. So again, it's a change of attitude. No, it's, this is not problem solving. This is, in fact, connecting the dots. That the problem solving is because we have a problem. But I... Okay. <laughs> Bug, bugs in code, I invite you to see, is not a problem. It's something to put our frontal cortex to work in. Let's exercise that mind. And that's... Let's understand the world around us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in fact, what I came to understand uh, about the computer uh, in a really, really profound way was one of the first things that I got in one of the university courses. And that was the actual definition of an algorithm in the sense of a step-by-step -step sequence of events that guarantees to give the desired result. So an algorithm is only an algorithm when it works according to the desired outcome. Now, the, the thing that's most important for that is, is that at that level of code, at the level of, you know, one little algorithm somewhere in a subroutine or whatever, um, that algorithm can be absolutely tested on the computer that what I want has nothing to do with whether or not this algorithm works on this computer or not. In other words, I've got to conform the way that I think to the way the computer operates. Okay. And I learned to do that when I was um, uh, later in that time, of being able to step through code to see exactly what registers were going to hold what con components at any particular moment, depending upon the architecture. But we're talking down at the uh, <laughs> at the at subassembly language level. Okay. Okay. Step by step, what is this algorithm going to do? Do can I wrap my brain around it so that I understand completely what this algorithm is doing? And if it's not doing what I want it to do, how can I adjust it? Okay, now, we can apply that at a much higher level because we, in fact, now have um, uh, decoding platforms or debugging platforms that perform much of that stuff uh, much easier for us. So your job is a whole lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> but talking about it is to be able to get our minds wrapped around how this computer is going to take this set of instructions and put this
register and take it out of that register and where is it going to be put and all of that kind of stuff to really wrap our head around assembly language. Sure, yeah. Because that's where the current, if you don't have the assembly language at the base, you wouldn't have Unix kernel. Yeah, I remember from my courses, like we had to right. do something in assemblies. Uh, yeah. Right, you've got to do it in assembly language. And so, well, back in the 1960s, da -da, guess what? That was what most people were doing. In fact, I was in, in that era of the development of compiler construction. Okay. Okay, so that's what we, I grew up with at a, at a university type of level is um, uh, getting compilers efficient enough so that we could eliminate assembly language and still get the same efficiency out of the computer and the, the people who were programming would understand what the computer was doing so that they could debug these algorithms that weren't doing what they thought they would do. Mm -hmm. And so that's where all of these debugging on all of that stuff. And so there's been quite a revolution over the past uh, 40, 50, over the past 50 years. But then we were beginning to have languages like COBOL and Fortran and uh, Algol, Snowball, Lisp, <laughs> probably never heard. Then, yeah. later, <laughs> then later came languages like uh, Pascal. You heard of that, yeah. <laughs> and and basic. Yeah, heard of that. Visual basic. Well, really basic started out as a um, uh, an interpreter anyway, that they would not actually generate code. They would always generate and only leave a, an intermediate code that then took um, a particular piece of software um, to interpret. So it was interpreted code. That's what Java is now. That's why it goes to all the platforms. All they need to do is write uh, their kernel for that particular thing so that it can under, uh, can take the uh, the Java code mm -hmm. and convert it. Mm -hmm. So so that whole system um, was under development uh, okay. at Dartmouth, Dartmouth Basic, back in the 1960s and 70s. Okay, well... <laughs> And and so um, in in any case, uh, that's a kind of a, a mindset that I was trying to give you is is to be able to wrap our mind around what is actually happening at a very microscopic step by step sequence of events. Mm -hmm. So that we can understand the process, both what it should do in our mind's eye and what actually is happening. Mm -hmm. Does, in fact, uh, register 16, for instance, still contain what I thought that it did or has something else gotten plugged into that? Okay, And from that uh, thing is all about uh, uh, in bigger, uh, faster machines, even like the PC now that um, the browser does not interfere and, and take over any of the memory that uh, Skype uses, that we have that walled off and we need a part of the machine that does that management so that the programs don't step on each other. 
Well, in, in assembly language, hot dog, I've got the whole range for myself. I can plug anything into any register at any time I want to and, and hop off into the wilderness if there's any wilderness there. <laughs> and so that's the danger that they had to manage things with, get people out of assembly language so that um, much of their power was taken away from them, mm. constrained them. Yeah. Uh, because of security and all kinds of reasons. And so this is also what higher level languages need to do and put things in an interpreted environment really, really hones it down so that it can only live with inside of its own space. Yeah, sure. Don't have, don't have the whole thing to ourselves. Okay, if we can understand that in that computer science method, then we can understand it also in the sense of Dhamma, of learning to conform to the Dhamma. Now, we can think of the Dhamma in the sense of um, the Buddha Dhamma, or uh, in fact, what the Buddha Dhamma is, is that it's instructions on how to actually see the reality that it, that really is there. So. What we're talking about is conforming to the Dhamma means in, in to conform to reality as best we can. Okay. And that we learn to do that at that little step-by-step -step sequence of events, just like we do in the computer. To check that algorithm, am I conforming now to the reality or the expected outcome of the algorithm, or am I making a mistake in there? And the mistake this is in fact, this is in fact the, the teaching of the Buddha we call Paticca Samuppada, of the step-by-step -step sequence of events that happen in the mind that wind us into dukkha. There are 12 steps of dependent origination, this step and that step, and, and each one of them is fraught with uh, potential, uh, let us call it, unwholesome states. Okay, is, is it worse? to look at these 12 steps? Yes, in fact, we will do that. I'm preparing you now for the next lecture. If you'll ask me, we'll get into it. Okay. Okay. But basically right now, what we're, what we're pointing at is that um, as we wake up, more and more we could begin to see the dukkha in the, in the sense of what we were originally talking about. That, in mm -hmm. fact, it is not wholesome to complain to ourselves about the fact that what we're doing right now is not wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you've been and telling yourself that things are, that there's something wrong with it, that it's unwholesome. This is what we mean by, in fact, um, uh, the, the be perfect. I, I, that's not right. You got to do it. You got to do better than that. Yes. Uh huh. And the t uh, children learn that when they're learning to write. Mm -hmm. And and at all times, in fact, doing doing arithmetic. And that they'll get that that feeling of oh, I'm not doing it right. Mm -hmm. So they wind up with that feeling of whatever I'm doing, it's not good enough. I'm not doing it right. And this is probably where all the doubt comes from. 
That's where all these doubts come from is because we have this message system in our minds about some ideal of what things should be like. Because that's what I notice, like when they're sati, like the first thing I, I think about is, oh fuck, you lost it again for two hours. <laughs> Not like, yeah, cool, I'm back. Yeah, cool, it's back, it's back. <laughs> oh wow, I'm so glad to see you. Exactly okay. the opposite, and then I have to see first that I'm you know, not. Friends do that with each other. In the sense of, where have you been? I've been waiting for you. As opposed to, well, I'm so glad to see you. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's part of the change of attitude. Is when you wake up, be glad that you woke up rather than being disappointed that finally you woke up. <laughs> Look at all the time that I spent suffering. <laughs> I'm going to do it some more just to show you how bad I was suffering. Then I'm going to suffer more now. <laughs> so this is the real wake up. The wake up is, to, oh, I don't have to feel bad. I can feel good. Hmm. Your choice. Okay, 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 okay. Are you going to continue to have unwholesome thoughts or are you going to have wholesome thoughts? This is what we mean by the hindrances. And so that yakking, yakking at yourself, this is not good enough. That's just part of the hindrances. And is it worth investigating then? For example, when I'm... You've already investigated it. Yes, it's worth investigating. See that it's not worth thinking about. That it investigated enough to say, well, I am not, because I don't want it anymore. That that's suffering to say, hey, 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 you're not doing the right thing. You can already investigate that to see enough that it's suffering, and therefore you're going to say, ah. <laughs> I'm going to throw that out. I've investigated you enough. I've come to the decision that right now you are out of here. <laughs> okay. That's the investigation that's right investigation. Just enough to see, is this dukkha? If it is, then right effort is out. Okay. Aha, so I see you. Mm. Aha, I see you is actually throwing it out. Then you say, well, I was about to feel really bad. I was going to think that doing YouTube was not a good idea, but now I can enjoy it. <laughs> Let me take a deep breath and get really into that. <laughs> She's going to take off something in a minute. <laughs> or whatever strikes your fancy. But anyhow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You have to learn to enjoy rather than thinking that what you're doing is pleasurable, but is wrong. Mm. Yeah, and then no, it's taking it's all the pleasure. Then it's yeah. pleasurable. Allow yourself <laughs> the, the pleasure of doing it. Okay, okay. So that you can come out of your own suffering. Okay. Okay. That's what we do. We do what we want to do, and then we suffer because we judge what we do. Yes. And so one of the mistakes we make after that is, oh, well, I still think that it should be done that way, even though I keep screwing up at it. 
maybe my job is to make sure other people do it. <laughs> and so we go around making laws and rules and all of that for other people, mm. making them do things that we ourselves are failures at. Yeah, been there. Like thinking about other people, like, why are you not uptight? How can you just yeah. relax and watch a movie so and not learn stuff? I wondering why <laughs> these guys are so uptight. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing that, we can see, wow, that's Duca. I see it mm. enough. I've seen enough of it now. <laughs> I'm going to be finished with that. Thank you. So this is the way to practice, is to be alert for those kind of thoughts that come up, because now you know they're there. May have put in, I don't know what the word would be in German for should. Sollte, yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Sollte. Okay, whenever you hear yourself use that word, wake up. Ah, I see that word. <laughs> Okay, so I saying I should do this, I should do that. But... Precisely. Okay. Because mm -hmm. whoever's saying that, that's what we're pointing at, is that uh, superego state or that uh, parent. And the dialogue is always the parent makes the child, the one who feels, feel bad. We need that parent to be a nurturing parent, to take care of the child inside. Hey, you're doing all right there, boy. Oh, you <laughs> like that on YouTube, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. It's different than you should not. Okay. Okay, yeah. That's, that's helped me. Thank you. All um, right. <laughs> maybe, maybe one or two things more, if you have a little bit more time. Okay. Um, I tried to investigate the, the the pressure or I don't know what it is around my head that we talked about. And I think I broke it down to muscle tension because, you know, when you have a cramp or something like that and mm -hmm. your, your leg is just, and it's my nose. It's after some time when it builds up, it starts cramping. Like it's really itching like that. And <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I just know that I can't sit with it because it's creating headache. Does and it have anything to do with the shooting that we just been talking about? You should be doing this. You should be doing that. I are they related at all? I'm not sure. I thought maybe it has to do something with dullness. With dull. Yeah, because I I don't have it when I'm really like when I have a really really bright mind. And I'm just there, like, and uh, see everything and hear every bird sound and just chill right. there and relax. Okay. So let us say it this way, then, that whatever that tension is, is also somehow associated with dullness. Without specifying which is the cause and which is the effect. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's the first thing, then, to look at is, is that what's the cause and what's the effect? Generally, dullness comes from not breathing well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can throw that out because I even have it when I like when I count and have thirty really deep breath. Oh well, it depends upon how long it is. If you're doing it for two or three minutes, it might in fact uh, settle down. But if you give up too quickly, oh, that's not working. Mm-hmm. Too much effort. Mm-hmm. And the other idea is this should thinking. Like I should be better at this, what I'm doing, and by that, right. striving. You actually need to develop the habit of deep breathing in the sense that it's almost natural. That in fact, I actually catch myself deep breathing on its own. I just, you know, <laughs> there I am doing it. Uh, and that's quite pleasant. That's actually quite nice to recognize that yeah it's uh it's become part of the habit Mm. because the old habit is not breathing well and so the new habit is going to be to take deeper breaths and um so it doesn't take so much effort anymore the body also gains that kind of strength it gets that memory muscle or muscle memory going. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the uh, situation. But the thing is, don't give up. Let let your mindfulness be unremitting in the sense that it's a good friend whenever he shows up. Mm-hmm. That don't pine for him while he's gone. In fact, pining for him is actually invitation for him to show up immediately. Generally, what happens is, is that it shows up, and now we're reminded. That's what sati is. We, we wake up. And then we feel bad because look how much time I've wasted. And so we continue to waste the time mm. by not immediately saying, aha, aha, I caught you. Okay. I got it. Okay. Wakey, wakey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we are. Okay, present moment here and now. Let's have a let's have a moment of joy. Hmm. Maybe I'm and talking I- myself into something then, because even the deep breath, like when I get in this in this tension thing, like even taking the deep breath is a real effort after some time. It's like there's not enough place to even put the deep breath into. It's like. And then I think maybe I'm sitting wrong, but I'm really sitting like that. And it's okay. even, it's still hard to, like, after three seconds, I'm, I'm full, like, I can't take. Well, perhaps you're expecting, uh, perhaps you're expecting the breath to be high quality enough to get you out of it, rather than continue to do it long enough. We don't we don't worry about too much about the deep breath other than notice that we're taking a deeper breath than normal. Just to make sure that you're taking a deep breath is all you need to do and keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, of course start I'm expecting watching something. how you feel. <laughs> but I can see that with perfectionism, oh I want it to be the right kind of breathing. Yes, and I want it to be the breathing that's makes this tension go away right and make the tension go i want to do the make the breathing make the tension go away yes Mm -hmm. which is just 
more tightness. Now you're just tightening up on many different things instead of loosening up again. Ah, I'll be okay. This is all right. Don't try to make things perfect, even the tension in your face. Let that become a friend also. Get to know it. Mm-hmm. Don't try to push it away because pushing it away when it don't go away, that's just being tight. Mm. Okay. Okay. So continue to breathe, breathe into it and say, oh, this is going to be good. Let all of this oxygen that I'm breathing in now come in and help things clean out. It's going to take a while. Let's settle in and have fun at this. We're having a party. This is a marathon, it's not a sprint. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let yourself start to enjoy. You won't let yourself enjoy, even when we tell you to enjoy, you won't you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even enjoy YouTube, look at this. <laughs> Yeah, mm. and trying to to argue myself out or something like that. Right. Like, like even when this you say something, I'm like, okay, yeah, but wait, there's a tension. Like, I can't have joy. So, so why are you telling me this? <laughs> <laughs> in a way, you're almost saying you don't believe that you can, in fact, have joy right now. Yes. That you that you believe that you've got to work and struggle for a long time, but you've already come to the conclusion that wait, I've already been there and done that and I have not found that joy. So you have to keep remembering that that hey, we've got to make a new plan, Stan. So the New plan has to be that you can enjoy this moment without getting anything uh, as a, or having that as a reward for something. That often people will have the thrill of buying some appliance or maybe a new a house or a car or a big TV or something like that. But we now know that, oh, those feelings that they have, that, that thrill, is actually something that they generated on the inside. They got what they wanted, and now they feel good without understanding, oh, well, they can feel good without going through that sequence of wanting and, and building all of that want up and pressure and pressure and pressure, finally to have it relieved. So now that we feel relief and we can feel good, let's just go ahead and feel relieved right now. Okay. <laughs> and we don't have to go through that cycle of buying and, and, um, and, and, and building up and wanting. Hmm. Give yourself permission to do that. It's okay for you to begin to enjoy yourself. Okay. And you don't have to go meditate to do that. If, in fact, 
if you can do that, that is meditation. And if instead of enjoying the moment, you have to go meditate and you do that and you're not enjoying that because it's called meditation, then that's actually not meditation. The real teachings of the Buddha have to do with gladdening the mind and sukha and pity. Let's go do it. It's okay. You don't have to do anything except just generate this new skill to be happy. Okay. Be delighted. <laughs> Okay, strange because, uh, yeah, it's strange because it doesn't feel like meditation when watching stuff. No, let's enjoy, let's get the dukkha out, let's finish with the hindrances and just be happy. So you would say like, when I'm happy watching stuff on YouTube, that's more valuable than sitting on the cushion and not being happy. Exactly. Okay. Because now you're training and happy. <laughs> you're developing the skill of being happy. Being happy with YouTube versus being unhappy on the meditation cushion. Because there you're developing the skill of being unhappy. Well, you're already really good at that. <laughs> Even though you're doing what you should do, see if you're on YouTube, you tell yourself you shouldn't do that, you should meditate, but when you're meditating, then you're telling yourself you're not doing it good enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same thing. So see those voices as dukkha. That's the dukkha. It's preventing you from actually enjoying your moment. Okay, yeah, that, that, that's a hard one to grasp because it's so contradictory to, to everything yes. I believe. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, though? That's the teaching of the Buddha, that you can have what you want right now without having to go through all of these little wants, I want this, that, and the other thing. What you actually are looking for is peace, security, happiness, a sense of well-being, a sense of uh, success and power and uh, wealth in the sense that you've got overflowing joy. Everybody would really like to have that. Yes, that's a goal. Okay. Yeah, so let's go develop it. That's what the Buddha is talking about. That's what enlightenment means. It means you take yourself lightly. <laughs> Uh, I think the wanting more is in the equation is a problem for me. Because oh, it must be really important. Yeah. <laughs> it must be so yes. cool to have all this without effort. Like, imagine to have this without effort. Imagine to just have it every time. Why don't I have it every time? And <laughs> well, the answer to that is, yeah, why not? Why put in the effort? Why struggle with it? All you have to do is every time you remember to lighten up, then you lighten up, take a deep breath, throw out all the stuff that you were thinking about and say, wow, this is so nice. Mm -hmm. Begin to practice it like that. Get yourself into a state of, wow, this is so nice. 
I'm satisfied with now. I'm not telling myself I should do this or I should do that or what I'm doing is wrong or anything because I'm right now not doing nothing. <laughs> Except enjoying the fact that I'm doing nothing. Okay. A, a lot of those questions. Little, those are little, what I just described to you is a little, what Bhikkhu Buddha Dasa calls a little Nibbana moment. Allow yourself to have several a day. It's hmm. just to say, oh, wow. And just enjoy the moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so why do people even go into seclusion then? if you can just do it while doing anything you want. Actually, because when we're out in the world, people are not in seclusion, and therefore you're having to deal with the fact that no one is doing this. No one is enjoying their life. Everybody out there is miserable and wants something they don't have. Let's go into the woods and seclude ourselves from that village so that we can uh, associate with people who are happy and satisfied with their lives. Okay. So in that way, we join the Sangha. The Sangha are being around and living with others who are happy and satisfied with what they're doing. Okay. And... If I'm not around anyone who is happy and satisfied, and let there be someone, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I'm the first kid on the block who can smile, haha. <laughs> and I'll spread my smiles with the other kids. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I know yeah. it's really hard to wrap our minds around sometimes because all of the other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, do, do, do you have five minutes off, off recording because some small personal thing? Oh, you want to you wanna finish the recording now? Yeah, okay. and then, then can, I just... Can, all right, so we'll, we'll leave that on the high note of uh, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> <laughs>